Hello, and welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I am your host, Danae Sweet, and this is episode 65. I have redone this intro four times <laughs> because my computer kept choosing um, or unselecting my snowball mic, so it sounded really bad, and I keep having to redo it, so <laughs> I'm a little frustrated at the moment. Anyway, today I have Brandy Burrow. She is an amazing astrologer and uh, eclectic, intuitive, and medium, an amazing Gemini friend. And today she reads my natal chart. If you have never had uh, your chart read, this is a great way for you guys to kind of experience it and see if it's something that you would like to do. It was a blast. I learned so much about the whys and the whys and, and, and the things that are connected for me. Why do I like witchcraft so much? Like I've always been drawn to it. Why do I do this? Why do I do that? Why do I have this terrible, you know, um, quirk? (laughs) Um, those kind of things were answered by her reading my chart, which I found fascinating, absolutely fascinating. Um, I also want to take just a tiny bit and check in with you guys. How are you doing? I've been sending a lot of love and healing to those that have been affected by the C word. I'm not even going to say the stupid word because I'm sick of it. Um, I've been withdrawing a little bit from social media because I'm tired of seeing all the negative crap and the conspiracy theories. So I, I've just been kind of um, taking a step back. And if you are feeling overwhelmed, I highly recommend doing the same thing. Um, just kind of hold back, take it, take an hour or two, or even a whole day, and don't get on social media if you can. Um, it will help clear your mind immensely. I am getting a little stir quite crazy. This is week seven for me, and I love my family, but I cannot wait <laughs> to get out of here. I am going straight to the monastery and going to meditate in the freaking silence for at least a week after this. I want that so bad. <laughs> um, Anyway, I hope you're doing okay. So I guess I'll stop rambling and we will get on to the interview. I cannot wait to tell you everything. Well, I'm excited. I've never had one of these done before. I mean, I've screwed around and looked at my chart myself, but I have no idea other than like my three, like the the main three, like your sun sign, my moon sign, and my ascendant. And even that, I don't really know a ton about it. Well, those three are really important. You know, so are you ready for me to just dive in? Yeah, just dive in. I'm ready. I'm going to take this. Well, those three are important, and you already know, but I'll start there. Just yes. experience. So when I read someone's chart, I ask for the birthday, birth time, if you have it, yes. and where you're born, and then we get this chart, which, Danae, I meant to send this to you. I will. Um, and so, and I use astro.com. They're my favorite okay. freebie online. So anyway, I always start with those three. So your Scorpio rising. And I love it. That is one sign that if you have it in the sun, moon, or ascendant, it just shows. Yes, it does. <laughs> it does. And so it gives you an intensity. I, I, I love Scorpios. I'm married to Scorpio. My daughter's Scorpio. <laughs> but yeah, so it gives this intensity about you. Yes. Um, your son is in Gemini. So that, oh my gosh, that brings so much to the table. Gemini is so, so diverse. So it makes you talkative. It makes you really fun makes you flirty, makes you curious, very intellectual sign. It's an air sign. Yes. Um, I think Gemini's make great moms. I just do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I should probably disclose I'm a Gemini as well. So yeah. No bias. <laughs> and then we go to your moon, which is in Libra, which is mm-hmm. another air sign. So very social, yeah. um, but you also need balance. So the moon is like our emotional response. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it, it's social yet balanced. Um, so you got that Gemini sun, you got the moon in Libra. You got a lot of air. Oh God, yeah, tons of air. <sighs> and they're trining, so they're within the degree of trining. And so, and I, I have notes everywhere I've made on your chart, but that makes, um, that really works together well for communicating. You're able to express how you feel. Um, now when we have the moon and air sign, we don't just feel, we have to think about how we feel as well. Oh yes. And talk about it. And <laughs> so I have a whole podcast where I do that. So woo! <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect for you. So <laughs> it's all making sense. Let me put it that way. And so I'll just kind of go through the planets and then go through some aspects here. But then after that you have Mercury, which your Mercury's in Gemini. 
That's really cool because yeah. that's at home in, in Gemini. Yes. So it's working really well there. Um, and that's what gives you Gemini brain, you know, where. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I, that's probably all I have to say, Gemini brain. And, you oh, know. my gosh. Yeah. All over the place. A thousand ideas at once. Yes. So it's not that you're so much scattered. It is a scattered energy, no. but it's because you're constantly thinking. Yes. I can, like, it, Brad, my husband cannot wrap his mind around how I can be watching TV, answer somebody's question on the internet, listen to him talk about something, and also know what Maddie's doing in her, her room. Like, he's like, how the hell, like, you can't possibly pay attention. And I'm like, yep, just answered this question. This is happening on the TV. Maddie is playing some stupid music that I can hear the lyrics to. And you're talking about something that happened at work, you know, and I, and it somehow works. I don't know how. It works. You can just say, well, I have Mercury and Gemini. I can yeah. multitask. Yes. Queen really of multitasking. Yes. 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 I love it. I love it. Um, and then if you go to Venus, you have that in the home sign as well. It's in Taurus. Mm -hmm. Super cool. So when you have Venus and Taurus, so you can, you bond really easily with people. We just do. I have it too. So, you know, it's just like a, easy to bond with people. Mm -hmm. Also very warm in relationships. Relationships are going to be important. And then it also comes with all that Taurus stuff. Tend to like food, the, you know, yeah. things in life. <laughs> yes. I love the nice things. Like I'm not, I like to go play in the dirt and be in my horses and do the like physical stuff, but I like the nail. This is killing me. I have no nails. <laughs> I had need a haircut. My brows are tear. Like this whole, uh, low maintenance thing is a new, uh, thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is hard on venus and taurus people like yeah it's very important we like that's another thing it's not vanity we we just no. like to be presentable yes I, it's important yes, yes. i hear you i feel, I feel less than if i'm not presenting like on a video i have a hard time and i've worked on it like in our coven group i will go bare-faced and you know right out of bed and do meditations on a video and for me it doesn't sound like it's a big deal but for me that's like a huge thing to let see people see the non-makeup-y part of me. So I'm trying. It's a big deal. Yes, I'm trying. That to me, and others might not realize that, but that's me like being vulnerable for them. So, yes. and, and, and not everybody, I don't think recognizes that. They're like, oh, you look fine. It's just, you just wake up in the morning. I'm like, yes, but you know. <laughs> no, I know because I was only born like nine days before you. I got <laughs> in Taurus as well. And so yeah. I mean, I feel like, yeah, I've never gone to work without makeup on. And oh, no, no, no. Yeah. If I did, I would feel like that's what everyone's talking about all day. It's so ridiculous. I would too. Yep. Yep. <laughs> totally get it. Hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So then if you go to Mars, you also have Mars and Taurus and technically they're conjunct. And, okay. and what that means, conjunct, same sign, not exactly same degree, but within eight degrees of each other. Right. Okay. So you got Mars right there as well. Now, cool thing about Mars and Taurus, there's, Good and bad. So Mars and Taurus, it's a fall, mm -hmm. what we call a fall, because okay. Mars' home sign is Scorpio. Well, Taurus is the exact opposite. So what it means here is that, you know, you, well, well, good thing is, let me start with the good things. You're slow to anger. Mm -hmm. You can't be angry, but it's going to take a lot. It's going to take over and over, and then you're going to just burst. Oh, and then I snap. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's Mars and Taurus. Mm -hmm. um, the thing is, though, for people like who like to work out, those people don't have Mars and Taurus because we have Mars and Taurus. Mars is action. We kind of like to the leisure. Mm -hmm. It's just what it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not lazy. No. It's yes. just we want to put our energy into things we like. Yes. Yes. So it's always a struggle for me. Like once I get into it, though, I become like I just started. I'm like I'm home. I'm forced to be here. So I just restarted. Like whole lifestyle change where I'm eating healthy and trying to like work out every day and it becomes obsessive to me to where I will count the calories in my supplements so I have to be really careful or I I go way off and become super obsessed with like how many inches of muscle I've gained or lost so I don't know where that comes in but I'm that's that. Scorpio rising I can already tell you that's where that Scorpio yeah I will I will measure everything and track it meticulously and adjust my macros I get really crazy about it and drives my husband nuts <laughs> 
Well, and that's the way it works for you. That's the way you yeah. have to do it. So. I have to, I have to think of it as a game for myself. It has to, it's nobody else. I'm not in a competition with anybody else, but it's kind of like my own little game with myself where I have to like meet all the numbers and make it at the end of the day. And then I feel like I accomplished something. <laughs> oh, and that's uh, Mercury and Gemini right there, the game and the numbers. Yes. Yes. So now you can see where all these things are kind of yeah, that is together. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. It make you who you are. Yeah. So well, I think this is gonna be one of my favorite things to tell you about your chart. There's, there's all sorts of cool things. This is like one of my favorite charts to look at. It's just so fascinating. Hey. So you got Jupiter and Leo. Mm -hmm. uh, now everyone born that year pretty much does because Jupiter stays in the same, uh, same sign, excuse me, for a year. But where you have it is in the ninth house and Jupiter is at home in the ninth house. Hmm. Now Jupiter is wisdom, it's the teacher, it's spirituality. Mm -hmm. The belief systems oh, and yeah. it's in the ninth house you know where it's at home and it's in leo so i totally believe you're a natural teacher you're supposed to shine i love it you believe yeah. in and have learned about yes i really love it like i just started when i started my business like at the brick and mortar place i was offering classes and it's the first time i really taught anything and i thought i would hate it because i really didn't I, I don't know i have a weird love-hate relationship with school, but I really like it. It's weird. I enjoy hearing everybody else's take on the information that I have. I like to give it to them and go, okay, now what do you think about it? And that's something that I, it just fascinates me. I love it. Yeah, you are a natural teacher and it's almost conjunct with your midheaven and midheaven is like what we're known for in life. It's our career. Okay. Yeah, and your midheaven's eight degrees, Leo, whereas Jupiter is five degrees. So it's almost there. So mm -hmm. it's close enough to where I would say that's what you're supposed to be doing. Right. I, I actually really like it. I never thought that this is where I would end up what doing, and I, I actually really like it. It's weird. It's, yeah, it's awesome. It's so fascinating when I saw that. I was like, oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Of course. That so, makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Makes complete sense. So, and if you go to Saturn, you have Saturn and Virgo, and it's in the 10th house. And so um, Saturn being in the 10th house, these people who have that placement like to lead by example. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be very sensitive. You don't want to be a hypocrite. You know, you want to be living by what you're saying, all these kind of things. That there's, um, there's an intensity there for you to lead by example. Oh my gosh, yes. And I, when I go outside what I believe my truth is and I don't live that, it like, eats me up inside and then I just have to go back and, and fix it. It's an all-consuming thing if I don't go back and it drives my daughter crazy because <laughs> I, I am outspoken. I like to, like if I see something wrong, I think that, you know, if you're comfortable for it, you should speak up for somebody that can't. So I do that a lot and it, I think it drives her crazy because it stirs up a lot of trouble, especially in a small town. Um, but if I don't, then it feels like my insides are like just knotted up and I just, I just have to do it. You have to. And that's the thing about Saturn. Saturn doesn't give. It's like, Ooh. we're going to do this. Yes. <laughs> it's a disciplinarian. So mm -hmm. I, that makes sense how you feel like, you know, you don't really have an option with it. You have to. So yep. that, that's totally Saturn. Cool. Um, and then you got the next three planets, which these are what we call generational planets because they're in the same sign for so long. But... It, this is Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, but the thing is they are important in a chart where they're placed and how they're aspecting everything else. So you got Uranus and Scorpio and it's in the first house. And I love this. I love it when people have Uranus in the first house. My son has this. So this gives a uniqueness about you and it shows you can't hide it. Our weirdness. Is that the weird thing? My wonkiness? I like to call it uniqueness. Weirdness, okay. <laughs> yeah. quirkiness. Um, oh God, yes. All the things that make you different from everyone else. You just cannot be a social conformist when you have Uranus in the first No, time. no. I remember when I was, so I, I grew up here. I grew up here and in the 90s, I was in high school, later 90s, to age myself a little. Um, but I was the only one, I dressed, I wanted so bad to be a 60s child. So I dressed in bill bottoms and like crop shirts with the tie dye and, you know, love, peace and war, down with the man. Like <laughs> I wanted, and I remember my mom, she hated it. She's like, oh, can you just be like everyone else? And to me, that was the worst insult I had ever heard. Like, I don't know why that bothered me so bad, but I remember as she's like, what will people think? 
And, and I'm like, well, I want to be different. It was very important to me. Even, you know, back then I did not want to conform. I felt like it was trapped me almost. Yeah. And, and you just won't ever be able to, cause the first house, it's the body, it's the self, it's you. Yes. That and makes the, sense. And, Total sense. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I love seeing that placement. Cause I just think it, you know, in a way it can be hard when you're growing up, but it's so yeah. liberating at the same time. Oh, absolutely. Once you can embrace that feeling that I'm going to like, I bought, I call my apocalypse shoes. I bought, I wish I had them on right now, like bright rose gold. They're literally just covered in glitter and I wear them around the house. And then I bought a, a purple glitter cap <laughs> for when we go on walks because it's finally sunny and out. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I have to wear something sparkly and fun so I can feel better. And Maddie's like, oh my like really she's like people are gonna see you I'm like yeah so like, I hope so yeah I'm like I love my purple my sparkle shit I don't it makes me I don't know if it's because I'm getting older that I love that much sparkle but I don't really don't care what they think <laughs> yeah and you can just tell your daughter look I have Uranus in the first house and it's in uh -huh. Scorpio more intensity so yes there you go so when the Scorpio as my rising does that just intensify everything <laughs> Pretty much. And so what you can do is you can look at your chart and you can see where the ascendant is actually hitting other planets because okay. it's not a planet, but it still is a very important um, angle. So mm -hmm. yeah, and you got it. Let's see. You got it opposite of Chiron. You got it squared to Jupiter. Um, yeah, I think Scorpio plays strong in your chart. That's it. I always feel sometimes when I look at the characteristics of a Scorpio, I'm like, gosh, I feel like that's more what I embrace i mean definitely a gemini through and through but sometimes i see scorpio characteristics and go that's way more me than the other because actually i feel like in my like day-to-day -day life i'm actually kind of an introvert i'm a lot of an introvert uh and depending on who i'm with and what my situation is i kind of adapt but here in this town i'm totally an introvert i stay at home i don't socialize i'm kind of in here and you know so quarantine is no big deal for me <laughs> well and i can tell you what it is so your ascendant is one degree Scorpio. So you're at the beginning and that whole house, because a lot of times I don't do equal houses. So a lot of times you can have a couple signs in there. Okay. The whole house. Okay. And so your second house doesn't start till zero degree Sagittarius. So you're going to have a lot of Scorpio influence. Okay. And okay. it's not so much that you're, I can see where you're saying introverted, but Scorpio is very private at the same time. Yes. That's more of a, that's better uh, explanation or better descriptions. I'm very private. Sounds yeah. weird. I have a podcast and I share my life, but I am very, certain things are very private for me. Yeah. Scorpio has to have that space. They have to have their privacy. Mm -hmm. um, they have to have their secrets too. They just do. You, oh, like yeah. have, you like to express yourself with the Gemini, but at the same time, you're going to have some stuff that's just for you to know. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Fascinating. Um, and then you got Neptune and Sagittarius, and this is generational, but I swear a lot of us from that generation, mm -hmm. um, we're a, lo a lot of us are mediums, and, uh, you know, and, and people born before this are too. It's not like you have to have this, but I think mm -hmm. we're seeing this generation putting it out there more and just embracing it and doing yeah. it. I think so too. I, I agree with that. I'm the majority, and not just because it's my peer group, but the majority of the people, because I interact with people all different ger generations, you know, on my Facebook page and in socially, but the most, mo the, the age group, the demographic that would be most of my mediumship friends is our generation. For me, I think it's kind of cool. I never thought of that. I think it's Neptune and Sagittarius. So, um, cool. that's my observation there. Uh -huh. So yeah, it's very cool. Now I want to get to Pluto in your chart because this is where I messaged you the other day and I'm like, you all make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! So, exactly. You got Pluto in the 12th house. Okay. And so um, when you have Pluto in the 12th house, the 12th house is like hidden. It could be like self-sabotage. It's, it's a very mysterious, interesting house. But mm -hmm. when you got Pluto there, you just love the unknown. You love the hidden. You love like stuff with the occult. Oh um, my gosh, yes. And here's another thing when you're saying it, when we're talking about Uranus in the first house, this is feeding all that stuff you're talking about as well. Because when you got Pluto in the 12th, especially when you're younger, mm -hmm. there's a tendency to want to hide the weirdness about yourself, but Pluto pushes it out there and you just can't. Right. Yep. That makes so much sense. It's like blowing up that 12th house secrecy. It's like, nope. Yeah. You're going to bubble up and we're mm -hmm. going to show it to the world. 
Yep. And that's every time I have tried to hide me or hide that side of me, my life blows up in some way, shape, or form, and it kind of backfires on me. So I don't do you that anymore. You take Pluto for that, sitting in yeah. your 12th house. It, it doesn't yeah. put up with it. So uh, another thing that feeds us, you have, so we talked about your sun and Mercury and Gemini. Mm -hmm. Those are in the eighth house, which rules the occult and hidden as well. <laughs> and 12 have some things in common, and that's why. Wow. That is so cool. I, that's, I have been obsessed with this kind of thing since I was since I was old enough to go to the, to the uh, library and pick out books. And in our little town, it's not like we had occult books, but we had fiction. And I got a little taste of the occult through fiction books. And then I could not. I was like, oh, my gosh. So then in, we would go on, like, band. I'm a band nerd. So <laughs> we would go to band trips. And she would always let us stop. If there was a bookstore in the town, we could stop at, like, Barnes & Noble. And I was that crazy weirdo who went straight to that section and I bought all the books I could because I knew I had, and then I would hide them. I would hide them under my bed or in this little special secret chamber in my waterbed. <laughs> so, oh, I had a waterbed too. I remember the <laughs> Yep, it was like underneath, I had a board from the base that was like broken and I would slide it and put all my secrets in there. So I remember buying occult books, everything I could get my hands on, man, I would read and ingest. I obsessed with it. Yeah, and, and that's that Mercury and Sun there, and it gives you morbid curiosity. People who have these placements usually like crime, not like crime, like to read and... Oh, yeah. Crime podcasts are my, like, I am addicted. Yeah. I love shows about it. Um, for a little while, when I was in trying to get out, I was about to get out of the Navy, and people... Once you do that, a lot of times recruiters will try to recruit you to whatever jobs, and so close. I was like, obsessed with being in the FBI and they were courting me for a little bit. And I was like, God, it's just like being in the military. So I didn't have a choice of where to go or where to be. And I still had my daughters that really wouldn't, wouldn't fix that whole problem there. So I didn't, but the idea of doing that has always been like, I was like, man, I'd have been a badass crime fighter. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I thought that would have been a really fun career at some point. So, but me and my, that's what we watch on TV a lot is that kind of stuff. Yeah. You can think all the eight house placements for that. It's oh, cool. Really cool. Um, and then I'll go over one more thing before I get into some aspects. So okay. you do have the North node or it's called true node okay. in Virgo. And what that means is directly opposite, opposite of that would be Pisces and that would be your South node. So mm -hmm. We're coming into this life with the tendencies and the, of the South Node stuff, and that's what's natural, and that's what we know, so the Pisces. Okay. But the karmic direction is to get to where that North Node is in Virgo, so it's about mastering and perfecting, uh, you know, psychic abilities, oh, art, yeah. all those things. I, I am a, lear a learning nerd. I can't stop. I keep taking class. Even my husband's like, seriously, can we stop? Can we stop? Can we not take any more classes? But I always feel like I need to be, and there, I feel like you should always be a student. Even if you're really good at something, I think that there's always something more to learn or a different way of looking at it. So, and I know it's kind of frowned upon. When I did my Reiki stuff, I started out with one Reiki master and then I switched to a different one for my, for my master teacher because I wanted a different aspect of it. I thought, you know, I appreciated my first teacher, but I thought I, I want a different way to look at it or more information. It was super important to me. My guides, when I went to think, when I'm like, okay, I'm ready for my, my Reiki master training, they were immediately like, you can't go here, love her, but you need to go here. And oh, it right. resonated with me so much. I'm like, I want to learn more or a different way of doing it. Cause I know everybody puts their own spin on pretty much anything you do. So uh, that's always been real important to, to me. The only thing, it's funny. So when we were talking the other day, you know, you and Rena took the mediumship thing. Yes. That is the only thing I really haven't studied, I guess. When I went through uh, Southwest Institute of Healing Arts for my uh, hypnotherapy and the coaching and all that, they had us do an angel reading or a, it was basically a spiritual class. And they're like, you need to do these readings. You had to do so many readings, you know, to practice. And it was basically supposed to be an angel card reading. And I started doing mediumship readings instead. And that's kind of how I started. But that's the only real 
teaching I've had in that area. Cause I just haven't found a teacher teacher that I was like, okay, I like the way you, you know what I mean? I haven't had that come into my life yet. I don't think that that's a, a closed door. I keep thinking maybe there's something down the road for that, but sure. it's all and even with mediumship. You can get, um, Oh, what's the word I want? Like mentorships and people yes. that can help you develop, but it really, it's just all within, you know, within. That's kind of, and I ask I, when I, cause I've tried, I've done extra education and everything else I offer, but I have not done extra education in that. And I go to my guides and I'm like, are you going to have me take a class or is this a teacher? Do I have a teacher coming into my life? And it's always, eh, you know, maybe, but, but there's no like definite. So I don't, I don't know. I know that the more I do it, the better I get. And like every once in a while, if I feel like I need a little boost, I'll just do a bunch of free readings for my friends so they can kind of like get back into the swing of things. But I don't know how, I, I don't know. It'd be fun someday to do that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you're natural. Like I said, it, look, it, you can see it in your chart. You got all the eighth house stuff. You got some 12th house. You got Neptune and, and Sag. So, you know, I would say looking at this, you're pretty strong medium, period. I, I enjoy it. I never thought in a million years this is what I would be doing for a living, but. you If you had asked me six years ago what I do, I would never have seen this. It's oh, yeah. Five years. It's so crazy. It is, in, it's insane how things switch so fast and you don't even really like I was you know I was a nerd I'm a computer nerd by trade and when I moved here I was like oh well, I'll continue to do some online stuff maybe but I was a I worked for my dad on the ranch and I never once thought that this would even none of this I always talked to the deceased but I never thought of doing it for someone else yeah ever so yeah, I don't know. I thought I'd just be like a ranch wife and cooking and cleaning and that's just who I would be. But it's one I really don't like to cook. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Gemini's, you know, I, I don't know. I, I know there's some who can. I haven't really met any Gemini's who can cook, cook because like I get so distracted. I burn stuff or I don't want to take time to measure because I um, never do. Gemini's fast, you know. It's I like, just dump fast. shit in and hope it works. Exactly. With my husband, if you just he's like a child. If you just put cheese on of it, if I screw it up and just put a lot of cheese on it, it always fixes it. So <laughs> just put a lot of cheese on it if I mess it up. That's awesome. That's a good tip. I'm gonna take Yes, cheese. <laughs> cheese. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, hey, I'll just tell you a few more things about this. Like, and here's the thing with charts. So when I was going through astrology school. Mm -hmm. We delineated a natal chart. I mean, it was 10 pages type. Woo! Like every single thing. And, and it's all, there's so many interesting things in it, but I like to keep it like, let's just look at what applies now. And then, because, mm -hmm. you know, we could be here for hours. But, um, you know, so I did like do some highlights. I kind of told you about the planets. Yeah. Um, now, right now, I want to talk about like, oh, let me go through a couple things, actually. So one thing I saw was that Saturn was square to your sun and square is an aspect. It's an agitating aspect. It's considered hard, challenging, whatever. Oh. But when you got Saturn square to the sun, you generally don't like male authority. Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Oh, yes. Yeah. No. I love that one. I was like, whoa. And it's, you know, it's a pretty good square there within yes. the degree. So. Yep. That, that's always been a struggle for me. And boot camp for me was not hard, but that part was. Having a man tell me what to do every single, like, tell me when I could go to the bathroom. Irked me from day one to the time I left. Like, I dealt with it, but it just pissed me off the whole time. Yeah, and it's not necessarily what they're telling you. It's just the fact that if a man or someone very masculine tells you to do something, you're just automatically like, nope. Yeah, it automatically something, and I've gotten, you know, as I got an older, I ignore it, but it always, like, there's something in my, it's like I get a little twitch, like, ooh. <laughs> like, I don't want to. So, so yeah. I didn't even I love that one. I was like, whoa. That <laughs> I makes, it, too, so. <laughs> it makes so much sense. Wow. It does. This whole chart makes sense, I feel. And then, mm -hmm. you know, some other things you can do is you can look at where the planets are at in the sky right now and how they're hitting your chart. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
one thing you got all that Capricorn stuff. We got Pluto and Capricorn, um, right. Jupiter's conjunct, and Saturn just left it. But that stuff is going over your third house, and it has been mm-hmm. for well over a year. Pluto's been there for a while. So this shows where there's been a lot of energy with communication. Mm-hmm. So here's where the podcast came up. Yeah, it totally did. It came last year. You know, we decided I'm going to do a podcast. <laughs> Yeah, it's where all this stuff started lining up. And so that's where a lot of that energy is. And and thing with Pluto and Saturn, I don't even think you had the choice. I think it was like, you're going to do this and you got to do it now. It was such a strong pull. It started out as an idea that I was going to do this po- a different kind of podcast with actually a, a friend uh, and former client it, where I had my first office. And it just kind of, they never really had the time and kind of we never really got to do it. So I'm like, I'm just going to do it myself because I felt like I had, like you said, I felt like I had to do this. I had no idea how to do it, but I was like, I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. It's time to express yourself on a large scale here. So yeah, yeah I love that. I saw that. And I was like, Oh, makes sense again. Everything's making sense here. Yeah. Uh, you know, also right now you have the sun going over your sixth house. You have about another week of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so right now you're going to feel like, you're supposed to be constantly working. And when you're on quarantine, yes, it might be driving you a little bit more crazy. Like at the end of the day, you're like, I didn't do enough. Mm-hmm. If I'm resting, I feel lazy. Like there's a lot of this going on for you yeah. right now. Like if I, I got really tired a couple days ago and I'm like, I need a nap. And like, I have this internal thing in my head. Like I can't take a nap because that's bad. Like that's yeah. not, and, and I know my body needs it and I just will, str- I'll lay in bed and my brain was like, no, get up, you lazy ass. Like, it's there- <laughs> I hate that because I know I need one, but I can't. Yeah. And the sixth house is your day-to-day work and routines and that kind of, like, think okay. of whatever Virgo is, it rules that house. So when you okay. get the sun over it, it amplifies it and it's mm-hmm. like, I need to be this. Some people are born with the sun in their sixth house and they feel like that their whole life. So. Oh, wow. This just once a year for about a month, you're going to yeah. get that, you know. <laughs> Um, but you have a lot of um really cool things in your chart you had a lot you have venus and mars in your seventh house so i can see that relationships are important to you Um, but at the same time those are opposite of uranus in your chart so even though you love connecting with people you gotta have your space and freedom and a little bit of independence it's like get close but not too close you know oh yes I have one, I think one of my worst, worst traits, besides the fact that I can be like, start a bunch of projects and then not finish them. Like that's one of my worst, like physical, I can disconnect. I have like a switch in me. I can have somebody in my life that's been a part of my life for years and years and years and been so important. And when it's time to let go, I just have this awful switch that goes, okay, you're done. And then that's it. I don't have it's terrible. Like, I feel like I'm the worst person in the world because I don't have regret. I don't look back. I'm like, okay, I'm done with you. I just quit caring. And I think that's my worst, worst trait. Like I, it feels gross. It's hard. Cause you know, with these charts, we're not limited to these things. It shows yeah. us our tendency. And, and with a birth chart, it's really when you're younger, as you grow and after, as you get past the Saturn return around 30, mm-hmm. it's easier to work with, but um, yeah, like I said, I was born nine days before you, I have these aspects myself, yeah. so I really get it. And when you have sun and moon, both in air signs, yeah. it's easy to detach there as well. Yes. And I have, like, I have the extremes, like I really, when I get attached, I am all in, I am there for the long haul, whatever they need from me, I will do it. But then there's that other side of me that's like, I'm done. And I, feel, yeah. I hate that. I feel like I'm such a plague. I'm like, boop, done. <laughs> God. I just had this conversation with my husband last night. I'm like, what's wrong with me? I mean, I know what's wrong with me. I, I see it in my chart. But <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I never knew that that was part, like I never thought of that being part of, you know, my chart. I think you can make anything about yourself that either you love or you're frustrated with or that mm-hmm. needs work and you can find it all in the chart and you can find it with the transits going on as well. When, right. it, you know, when these transits hit, you're going to start thinking about it more. And that's awesome. I love, I love, understanding a little bit more myself my daughter and I were talking like she she just reached a level of self-awareness about something that she has struggled with and it changed how she you know how she can react to it now and that's how I feel like the charts do for me like you can see it and oh shit I do that's why and so 
when I feel like chart doing this kind of thing makes you more self-aware. Like, okay, well, I have a tendency to do this. That's why. And maybe I should watch the planets a little bit more. <laughs> that, that kind of thing. I think that's neat. Absolutely. It does give you the awareness. And then it shows you where do I need to work? Because, you know, and, and kind of a general rule, whenever you get anything squared or opposite in your chart, mm -hmm. it's the area of life that you're not supposed to ignore, you're supposed to work on. Yes. Okay. And so, you know, that kind of gives you that as well. But, you know, my son has um, sun and Mars exactly conjunct in, in Leo in a very fiery sign. Oh, wow. A lot of defensiveness or, you know, instant mm -hmm. sometimes. And so, he, <laughs> not quite into astrology yet, but I tell him anyway, I'm like, Ian, you got sun and moon conjunct. Mm -hmm. You got to really watch this. So it's just about being aware of yes. why you have this, and but you don't have to be limited by it. Right, right. My, we... I never really, I don't know why I've looked at everybody else's chart, um, but my daughter, like just in the last couple months, I really realized like why she is a lot. She, I mean, she's born on the same day as me. We have the same birth. Oh, really? Yes. So we are, she is a Gemini. She has Aries as her moon and Leo as her rising sign. Like she is a lot of a person. She's very, I gotta be seen and heard and I am freaking gorgeous and I'm gonna <laughs> tell you like the, <laughs> I looked I didn't look too far into it but we started looking at it, I'm like oh my god like that explains a lot about who you are and why sometimes even though we are very very similar it's crazy how similar we are there are certain aspects that we are like clash really bad really mm -hmm. bad but we saw that in our chart I was like oh okay <laughs> astrology is great for children even if you don't know a lot you can just mm -hmm. pull the chart and just use the internet just yes. look at what signs these planets are in and that'll give you a ton of information and she loves it the book that you recommended is just permanently like by her side like she <laughs> she she was like I told her what I'm doing she goes I could have done that <laughs> <laughs> okay like maybe we should do that then we'll do we'll do two. Oh yeah that book is like on our coffee table and mm -hmm. My daughter loves looking at it too. And, yeah. It's a good thing to know. It's crazy accurate. I hadn't really looked into this kind of thing much until the podcast. And I started looking into it. And I, that's one thing I really would like. That's, I always tell other people, when people are like, what should I do with my life? Like what? And I always say, follow the breadcrumbs of curiosity. If you're curious or passionate about something, follow it. And that keeps popping up to me. Like I'll see an ad or I'll start reading. I'll be doing one thing. Like I was writing in my book and I like all of a sudden I'm like, I wonder what my husband, you know, I was looking up some chart stuff for my husband instead of doing that. And I keep, that will keep coming up into my daily thoughts. So I, I really want to tackle that in some way, shape, or form. I just want to decide if I want to do like an actual class online where somebody makes me do things or if I want to do it on my own. <laughs> I haven't decided. So. You got some time, you know, just kind of oh my gosh. Like, get the cards out. And you're exactly right. I've said this twice in the last week to people when I was doing readings. Follow that passion where you're really drawn, where the excitement's at. Gives you yes. so many answers. Yes. And that's what, and, and I, that's the one thing I'm pretty consistent about. If I'm interested in it, I just go learn about it. I love to research. I'm a nerd that way. So that's the one thing. I think that's why I'm a, I have books. There's just books everywhere in this house. There's as many books as crystals and that's a lot. So um, I, I love that part. Is that the, that's the Gemini, the learning? That's, Gemini. that's that Mercury in Gemini too. So I, I, love to, I need information. And if I don't, if I'm not currently learning something, I feel lazy. Yeah. And it's also Jupiter in the ninth. I mean, you're constantly going to want to learn it. You got a mm -hmm. few things there pointing that direction. And yes. um, yeah, so your chart tells all your secrets. All and secrets. <laughs> yes, I'm a terrible procrastinator. I can be awful about procrastinating or just avoiding, avoiding something shitty. Yeah, like, so that's, that's somewhat Gemini and that's somewhat Mars and Taurus. Mm-hmm. Mars yeah. adaption. I'm a huge procrastinator myself. And I'm, I'm awful. I have to keep, that's why I have so many, uh, to fix that. I have a bazillion journals and planners and all these things that help me make myself do stuff. Otherwise I will put things, I will put things off until like the zero day. And I'm like, shit, I need to get 10 days of work done in two hours. 
So uh, I feel you, same way, same way. Um, you know, maybe sometime going forward, I can show you how you use astrology in solving crimes. That would be so fun. Dude, we should do one on the Tiger King. Heck yeah, I already looked at it a little bit. Um, <laughs> and I'll just say this real quick. When you're in criminal astrology, mm -hmm. it always tells a story. Always. Yeah. So if you pull a chart based on the last time someone was seen or said to be seen and it doesn't make sense, you know you have a bogus last seen time. Ooh. We got that going on with the... Uh, with Carol? With her husband. You know, oh. Her husband. I, I think that would be a lot of fun. That would yeah. be badass. I'm trying to think if I had anything. So, moving. This is yeah. always on my mind because I, one, loathe where we live <laughs> and we want we were supposed to go see houses it last month and then we didn't in Arizona and because of this virus we were kind of grounded and everything's put on hold like I've had to call all the realtors that I was kind of shuffling around like I can't visit we can't fly I can't go anywhere right now just have to wait and that's the one thing that I have the most I always know, try to make sure I understand why I'm scared or why I'm pissed off about something. And right now, this whole virus thing has me so scared that I will never leave here, ever. Like, I am so terrified that this virus somehow is going to get me sick and I'll have a bazillion doctor bills and not be able to pay for a new house. <laughs> like, I have a lot of fear wrapped into that and I've been working through it. Is there anything or any way I can look at my chart and see a move? Yeah, and this is my interpretation. So when I'm looking mm -hmm. at moves, I'm looking at stuff with the fourth house. Yes. Uh, that's your home. It's also early childhood home. It's the end of life. But it's also your current home. And so yeah. right now you got Mars going over that. And so there was that surge of energy like, I need to move. I want to move yeah. yesterday. You know, oh, kind of get you Yes. Um, and your fourth house is in Aquarius. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that gives, you know, you're going to like a little distance. Yes from people sometimes. Um, so I would say, you know, you're going to have Jupiter there. Oh, I'm going from memory here. In about a year, uh, eventually Saturn will be there and Pluto. And remember how we were talking about when these planets were over your third, it gave you that surge of, I need to communicate. I need to do the podcast. Yeah. I got to do it. Yeah. 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 So if you don't do anything in the next year or so per se, don't worry, those other things will come in and kick it okay. in here. But it doesn't mean you got to wait till then. That's just going to, you know, worst case scenario, if it doesn't happen, mm -hmm. I don't see those hitting your fourth house and it not happening. I, I feel like there's forward momentum. I just think like it, before the virus, I had my, I like, I was like, we're moving by August. Like in my head, I'm like August for some reason. And even like I had a reading from some, one of my friends and they're like, dude, I think August. And now I don't know. I'm like, well, things change. The trajectory changed because now I can't go visit homes and you know, I, I don't know. Just stay tuned. That's, you got some pretty, I don't want to call them heavy planets, but um, intense planets that will hit that. And yeah. um, it, <laughs> I think it'll happen. So. Oh yeah. I think it'll happen. I just, and it's funny, like until, so I moved into this house. What did we do? June, last June, we moved here. We bought this home and it was going to be our forever home. We weren't going to have to move. It was going to be great. Blah, blah, blah. And and looking back, I'm like, I knew. My husband was like, do you want to paint the place before we move in? I'm like, ah, it's whatever. I don't really care. And I don't like the walls. They're like all, they need painted. They're all splotchy. And little things like that. Like he, he's like, well, we could replace the carpet. We could, before we could do all the walls. And I'm like, eh, it's not important. And normally, I love things to look nice. I like things painted nicely. I like nice decor. And that went against, even he was like, are you serious? That's weird for you. And I was thinking, I was journaling about this like two days ago. I'm like, I think I knew that I didn't, like this was not home home. Clear back then, I just didn't, I didn't acknowledge it. Like I didn't plant any flowers. We didn't, and that's not like me either. We didn't plant a garden, flowers. I didn't do anything other than mow the lawn. And yesterday I bought like a shitload of seeds and flowers. I'm like, okay, we're stuck here. Maybe I should just flow with it. We're going to make it nice. We're going to make it comfortable. I'm going to play outside and grab some flowers because I just feel like I'm going to be here a little longer than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so 
Yeah, and that's how us psychics and us who do readings, we're so much better with other people, I, I like to say, at least me. Oh my God, yes. And so with my own stuff, that's when you know, that's how you have to get your own signals is by your action when you're held back, when all of a sudden yes. you don't do something. That's how we're getting that information. That's what, yeah. I started looking at my behavior. I was like, oh man, like I never put roots down. I never yeah. put my roots in. I never really embraced, this is going to be forever. So I knew it back then. I just didn't want to, I was just so excited to get out of the situation we were in and get up here and feel safe that I didn't even acknowledge that part of it. <laughs> no, I, I understand. I, I can resonate with that as well. Um, <sighs> the home I'm in and hey, you know, I don't think you got to wait three or four years. I think you can do it before, but I think so. Like I, I try not to think too far ahead because for me, I get tripped up into expectations like and plans. I really, my, my husband and I clash. He hates plans. I love a plan. I will deviate from my plan, but I like to know that it's there. It's like my safety net. So when I was thinking about moving, I was like, oh, we're going to move by here. We're going to do this. It's going to be the best time ever. And now that I don't have a plan, I'm kind of like, hmm, I feel like I'm floating and I hate that feeling. It's like nothing, no progress is the worst feeling for me. Like I have to be going forward with something. Right. That's just Gemini there. It's got to be constantly chewing on something. I do. I have to, I have to have a project or two and not like little projects. It drives him insane. I have to have like, I'm going to teach a podcast. I'm going to teach my coven about witchcraft and, you know, grade papers. And that's going to be this, but I also want to take a class and read these books and move. Yeah, I, I, I feel bad for just everyone, but especially like Gemini's on quarantine and shelter in place. It, it's tough. I mean, it's it is a lot of energy to not you got to be using it. So we got to get creative and find out where we can still be using it. Yes. I have tried channeling that into like, I, I know, and I, it's, I'm finally taking my own damn advice and <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I work out and expend some of that energy and yeah. make sure that I have to plug in my computer because it's dying. <laughs> Draining it. Let me plug her in. Where are you at? Um, man, where did it? Go. I might have to actually. Oh, here it is. Maybe not. I gotta go clear over here. Good God. Is that the same thing as the wrap it up music when the back? <laughs> right. I'm like, good. God. I have, I have this little case on it, and it makes it so I can't put the thing in. There we go. That should have worked. Yay! Yay! Good God. So, I don't know. Um. There was probably other things I had to ask and my brain is not thinking right, so. Well, let me look over this real quick. Oh, I wanted to tell you this, I'll just throw this in. I, you know, again, I'm Gemini, I bounce all over the place. So mm -hmm. um, one of the cool things in your chart, you do have Mercury opposite of Neptune um, and the sun is opposite of Neptune as well. This gives you like such an incredible ability to be a dreamer. It puts you in the clouds a little bit mentally, but I always think this is a good thing. This is how it, it gives you an advantage when you're doing readings and those. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that also helps you. It also makes you feel like you can change the world. It gives you a lot of inspiration and hope there. Oh, um, I'm an idealist. It drives me nuts. That's why I'm so, and I I disappoint myself because I cannot control humanity. Like I, who the fuck am I? You know. So yeah, I, I tried. It's so hard. You can't. Yeah. And I will look at humanity doing bad things to each other and it crushes me. I'm like, why can't, like, to me, it's so simple. Can't we all just be freaking kind? And, you know, I want that idealistic utopia thing because I feel like it's so simple and it, that's where I have some like conflict uh, that I have to work through every once in a while. I'm like, oh, it's so simple. I can't, I don't understand why they don't get it. And I will disappoint myself and spiral into crying and the whole dramatic, <laughs> stupid thing. And my husband's like, why? Yeah. And that's, Brad's like, why? Why is this upsetting you so much? And I'm like, I don't know. Just let me cry. You know? Yeah. But it may, that makes sense. Cause that's like, I want, I have this like hope that humanity, it's so like, it sounds stupid and such a hippie thing to say, but I just have this hope that like humanity is going to be, you know, kind and loving to each other someday and all this, you know, 
greedy BS will go away and probably not in my lifetime, but maybe someday. <laughs> maybe you can help, you know, and yeah, and that's why you have that aspect. I think it's completely how you're supposed to be. And when you put that energy out, you know, you can manifest. So don't stop. Yes. That's why I can't stop caring because that's not part, you know, that's not who I am. I can't not care about it. So I just try not to let it consume me <laughs> so much. We had, I, me, me and my friend were talking about, we, not so much this year um, or last, well, maybe a little bit last year. I was obsessed with my life purpose. Obsessed. Mm. Like I felt like if I wasn't doing something for humanity, then I was just worthless. Like I am not doing enough for humanity and, and my life purpose has to be this. And if it's not this, then who am I? And I don't, you know, I have no worth. So that's something I had to work out last year. So I don't know if that has anything to do with that placement, but I, it was something I really, it threw me into depression and the whole bit because I thought I was going to do this thing the rest of my life. Like, this is my purpose. I'm going to help humanity this way. And then that fell out from underneath of me. Um, and then, you know, I had to figure out, I'd rebuild, but that was something that was devastating to me. And my husband still cannot understand it. Like he can't literally can't understand. He, uh, he sympathizes, but he cannot empathize. And when was this, when the, you were really going through this? June, last year. It was so bad. I, I spiraled from June. The rest of the year was really rough for me. So, but June, June and July, I finally started coming out of it a little bit in July. But, like, I had to close my shop um, due to my health. Uh, the, my last day was April, or was May 30th. And then we moved in here. And I just down, just, just spiraled and it was bad. I had some family things happen where I was, I, some truths were revealed and it really, my idealistic mind went, so. Yeah. Um, and do you find that generally around your birthday in June, uh, that is kind of tough for you or is this like a one-off? It, it is. I don't like acknowledging my birthday. I celebrate my daughters instead because we're the same day. So, but I usually have something going on in my life that I have turmoil or conflict or that I, like something will come up that I have to, I don't know, work through. Some stupid truth. Well, you know, every year around yeah. that time, but your thing is the sun is completely opposite of this Neptune thing that we were just talking about. Yeah. So that's kind of some gasoline on the fire. It, yeah. There could have been some other things squaring it as well, but that's what, that's the thing. Make, I, okay. I Makes sense. It is. Usually I have some kind of stinking self-truth that pops up in the summertime and I work through it. Um, and usually by August, July, mid-July or August, you know, I, whatever it is, is usually getting fixed or getting tied up or I've decided to shove it down and deal with it the next cycle. <laughs> well, you know, and then that, that sun, that solar return also squares to your natal Saturn because you got sun square okay. Saturn. And so that also, anytime you're squaring natal Saturn, you're feeling just, you're just feeling it. Yeah. I feel all the feels. That's not right. Yes. Uh, I think, and my daughter's kind of the same way. We both, like she tried to explain it to her boyfriend, like, we feel so intense. Like when I love someone, I like love them so much. And if I don't like someone, it's the same intensity. Wow. Yes, I have very intense uh, ways and emotions. And my, she's been told the same thing. I have totally had men tell me, you love too hard. Like you love too much. You love too hard. You need to stop. And, you know, when you're young, that really, it's like, oh, well, shit, you know, I'm not supposed to do this, and it makes you feel like something's wrong, and she had that happen to her, and so she was explaining, like, trying to explain how, how, how that happens, or how we feel about things, and he's a little more empathetic than the boyfriends I had in high school, <laughs> so I think she's having a little better luck with it, but, but we do, we have, I have intense love or intense emotion. I have no opinion that's just meh <laughs> ever. Yeah. No, I think and I think that can go back to Venus as well when you get it in that whole time. It's just I mean it's all about relationship. It doesn't, you know, it's 
true. So my Saturn return would have been in my 30s or like when I was 30. Wouldn't it? Uh, usually, and it depends, you know, it's about 27 to 30. I moved here from, I quit my career as a nerdy nerd in San Diego and moved here around that time in my life. So I mean, like I made, I dropped everything and basically just started over with something completely different, which makes sense. Makes I sense. like, yeah, I grew up in Oklahoma and was like, this is not for me anymore. Up and went to Austin. Yeah. yeah. It's, so it's Saturn returns will either end things. It's kind of an ending and new beginning. Oh, it yeah. will come to end, push out what's not working in your life anymore. It's like, I've had it. <laughs> You're doing this now. Yeah. I was like, I'm done. I'm out. Bye. <laughs> like I'd had it. I'd had enough of San Diego. I love the town. I would love to move back someday. Um, if Arizona doesn't work out, I'm a wanderer. That's what drives Brett. I love, if I could live somewhere for two or three years, pack up and move again, I totally would. Like, oh, yeah, I, I love change. I thrive yeah. from moving like that. I could live in a different state every year and I'd be cool with that. Drives, like Brad's like, no, we're not doing that. No. We're not <laughs> doing that. Not doing that at all. So that's something where we kind of, I'm like, oh, we could just what rent. Is his sign? Do you mind sharing when his? Oh, he is a Virgo interesting he's a virgo i think he's a was he virgo virgo pieces pisces something like that he was like a double virgo like sun sign virgo and i think i think his rising is is uh virgo wow interesting and he has a moon in pisces you think i believe that's what it is oh, full moon baby yes he he's intense sometimes <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of, um, because Gemini and Virgo are both ruled by Mercury, so it's a lot of intellectual, they're oh, very yeah. different, but you guys use it differently. Oh, yes. A lot of, you can spar back and forth really well, like, oh my gosh. Yeah, my son has a lot of Virgo, he has Mercury and Virgo, man, we can bicker, like, we're not fighting, oh. we're just like. Oh yeah, we don't ever have, like, full knockdown, drag out fights, but his favorite <laughs> one day oh boy one day we were talk talking <laughs> about something and it was horse related so to me that's my domain like this is my domain and i know more than you and he was like maybe we should try this this and this and i looked at him and i'm like and i didn't think this is so me i look at him and i go let me tell you why you're wrong and he was like <laughs> excuse me so he loves he's like yeah we don't argue except for when I say that and now I don't say that anymore <laughs> oopsies yeah we we argue oh very yeah and it drives he he says that me and my daughter have our own way of communicating and we're very it's weird I know her thoughts I can hear them sometimes so when she's sitting there i'll just answer her and she's like did i say that out loud i'm like i don't know so we talk like that quite a bit and also like i just know what she's when she's trying to explain something i already know what she's trying to explain so i can get it and he's just like what in the hell is happening like he's still he's, we've been together what seven and a half almost eight years and he's like i don't understand you guys's way of communicating you have to slow down two gemini's Virgo's very analytical. They want to see yes. every single step in the process. Yes. And I just know the end of it. So I don't care. Like somebody, I'm terrible about that too. This is one of my awful flaws. I can be listening to a conversation and I know the end of it. So I get impatient and my husband will be like, can you just let me tell me the story? I know you know the end of it, but can you just let me tell it please? Like he cannot, like he wants me to be interested in the middle part. And exactly. my, my terrible flaw is that I just know the end. So let's move on. I know. Like let's shorten it up. Okay. Mm -hmm. I know. I hear you, sister. Yep. I'm getting better at it, but that's definitely one of my bad flaws. You know, I like to say when, when you got all this Gemini, it's like, it just comes out your mouth and then it hits your brain. It's oh, yeah. a little bit different in the way our yep. function works. Yes. Sometimes my filter is not working so well, or I will say things that I think I thought that happens. Like, yeah. oh shit, I said that out loud. Yeah. Speaking of the husband, I think he's coming home. We're just talking about you. We're just talking about you. Are you, Brad, is that you? We're talking about you being a Virgo. Oh, well, I am a bad guy now. 
Oh, he says he's a bad guy now. No, Virgos are wonderful. How come you're a bad guy? Oh, <laughs> he says that me and Maddie say Virgo like it's a bad thing. No, we're just clicky. No. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Um, this was fun. I've never done this before. So okay, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you let me just, you know, highlight your chart. Yes, yes. And if anybody wants to get their chart read or have it, because you also are a medium, I could do mediumship readings as well. So uh, if they want to do that, where can they find you? So find me online, Brandy Burris, psychicmedium.com. You can book there, uh, book a session, see my availability, and find me on Facebook. If you just want to yeah. chat, leave me a comment. Uh, Brandy and Burris. You, and you have a podcast. I do. I do. And I'm very Gemini about it. I just do it as I feel. And uh, yeah, so I, from time to time, I try to do about once every week or two, I post a new episode. I love it. I will post a link in my show notes and then in the groups uh, a link to it and it's hosted on podbean isn't it it is on podbean yeah. yeah and the most recent episode is i highlighted when paul left the beatles yes. and what was going on with the astrology when that happened very Thank short interesting little episode i'm enjoying it i really like it Thank you. Appreciate that. definitely something i was working out to the to the last one <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> Awesome. Cool beans. Well, thank you so much. And we have to do this again sometime. I, I, I love it. We should bring like Brad or Maddie on and have them, have them do that too. Anyway. Absolutely. That'd be, that'd be a blast. We'll do it. It would. Cool okay. beans. I want to say thank you again to Brandy for doing that. I seriously needed that. I needed just a fun, light-hearted type episode where we, I just got to chat with a friend, and it's what it's like when you talk to Brandy. So definitely check her out if you are interested in anything like this because she is so good. She's also a medium, so you can also uh, book a session with her on her website, and I will link that in the the notes and also we'll post that in our facebook groups the witchy woman friends and i'll also post it in the coven so if you guys would like to join the coven go to my website witchywomanpodcast.com and click on join the coven now when you do that you're going to see some options where you can join a different tier so there's three tiers any of them gets you into the coven and gets you access to all the witchy classes that we've started so it's not too late to start um, those citrine gets you the most stuff and then it goes down to from citrine to amethyst to quartz I appreciate each and every one of you guys that support me seriously this is helping put food on our tables during this shitty time that we're all going through so I appreciate you even more than I did before which I thought was not possible but you are literally just amazing people um it's helping us pay bills I never thought the podcast would do that for me um but I am so freaking grateful so if you would like to join, do that. Um, and then uh, check out, while you're at my website, please check out the sponsor page and then uh, check them each out individually. Give their Facebook and their websites some traffic. Um, we have Earth Mama Creations. She is one of our Citrine sponsors and she makes amazing crystal jewelry and candles and all kinds of magical stuff. And we have uh, Rena Dwelly of Holistic Healing Therapeutics and she is a geomancer among many things and she makes amazing these these keys um that are just badass and she also is you'll just have to check her out she does diamond dousing and it is an amazing energy clearing uh, method we also have lavender potions and shelly leggett and she is a amazing medium she is so spot on and so badass um She's a medium and she also sells some herbs and things like that on her website. So please click on the sponsor page on my website. Check them out. Um, they all would love some love. If you can't support monetarily, traffic to our websites is a great way to to help us out because the more you guys visit our websites, the more Google says, ooh, I'll show people your websites. <laughs> so um, I try to do that for my friends. I try to like visit their stuff every day and, and go to their websites at least once a day so that it gets some kind of traffic. So that's one way, just a little tip for me. If you wanna support your small business people, go to their websites, um, give them some traffic. 
Anyway, (laughs) I've had a lot of caffeine today trying to stay awake and up and positive, so that's why I'm babbling so freaking hard right now. Um, I don't think I had any other announcements. I'm sure as soon as I stop this recording, I'll remember what I wanted to say, but just try to stay as calm as you can. I know this is really hard, and I struggle with the tension and all of the shit that's going on today was really not a good day but some personal stuff going on plus just being stuck in here for seven weeks has done a number on my brain so I know a lot of you can relate so I empathize and I am so grateful for those of you that have to that are essential workers that have to go out there and keep things going I worry for you so much but I am so appreciative that you guys are keeping things, keeping the ship going, right? So I, I do appreciate that. Um, if anybody wants to get a hold of me, you can email me, witchywomanpodcast at gmail.com. Check out my social medias. Uh, the links are on my website. Again, that's witchywomanpodcast.com. I think that's it. All right, guys. A big hug from me to you, okay? And as always, stay witchy. Bye-bye.